Let's go live. We talk jazz, utes, cougars, and Aggies, even on the weekend. Weekend. You're locked on to the Saturday show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Back hour number two of the Saturday show. Adrian Lizer with Jake Hatch. Follow us on Twitter, AP Lizer, or at Jacob C. Hatch. You can also catch Jake's podcasting plethora, but mostly check out Locked On Cougars every yep. single day. Mm-hmm. And uh, check it out for you BYU sports fans. Had some good conversations recently. We're going to have even more. We're going to have some former Cougars are in the NFL now going to come up on the podcast in the next couple of weeks. So. Yeah, some uh, couple of Cougars in the NFL making big differences on long, on deep championship runs. Correct. So, uh, most notably, Fred Warner and Daniel Sorensen. Mm-hmm. Yep, and both of them are back here in town right now working out. Oh, very cool. Yep. Uh, before we get into your Jazz post game last night, Jake, you uh, interested in this Wilder Fury fight tonight? I all? am actually. I okay. I'm a average boxing fan. Mm-hmm. If there's a big fight. Okay, I'll watch it and everything. Tonight, though, I'm really interested because Deontay Wilder is a crazy, crazy story. Comes yeah. from just the abject, almost abject poverty in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and has never forgotten his roots. Mm-hmm. He started boxing when he was 20 years old, Adrian. Wow. Like Mike Tyson was winning world titles at 20 years old. Yeah. This guy started boxing at 20 years old just as a way to provide for his daughter who had spina bifida. Mm. It's a the the storylines going in is because Tyson Fury's got his own issues, of course, issues with depression and whatnot. Yeah. But I think both of these guys, I'm rooting for Deontay Wilder. He's just got a cool story, I feel like. But I am intrigued by the fight just in general. Yeah, both undefeated. They have a draw against each other. Yeah, and they actually the last time. like apparently there's a clause in this contract that whoever loses they can have a third fight coming up this summer. So it could be three rounds. And then either one of them, it's, I think it, it legitimizes whoever wins this fight for a chance to go up against uh, Anthony Joshua, who's one of the other big heavyweight fighters in the world, for what could be one of the best heavyweight boxing matches in quite some time. Yeah, it's been a long time, though, since I've really thought about heavyweight boxing. Well, and, you hear about it, like the Mayweathers and everything. Oh, yeah, there's been flyweights, there's been middleweights, but we've seen Canelo, we've seen GGG, Triple G, yeah. but we haven't seen true heavyweight boxing since it feels like the Mike Tyson, Vander Holyfield. Yeah. I'm with you. Duels. So could be interesting. That's on tonight as well. I believe it's pay per view on ESPN pay-per-view. Plus. Yep. I want to say so. All right, uh, Jake. We were talking about the Jazz earlier. Let's let mm-hmm. you hear some sound from last night. If you missed it, this is some post game audio, and there's a theme that kind of goes through this all, and uh, you'll hear it here. You're going to hear from Quinn Snyder, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell and Royce O'Neal as they spoke post-game. Tony Parks was in the locker room, as he will be tonight, and um, he uh, had some great questions for those guys and quit Snyder at the podium. So here is that audio from last night. Not what we, what we earned tonight. And, you know, it's, it's uh, give San Antonio credit. They came out and played with force. They were not just the more aggressive team, but more aggressive team by a long way in the first half and even throughout the course of the game we made a, a couple runs and you know couldn't sustain that um, you know our, de- our offense didn't help our defense but you know, our defense wasn't you know, close to the level that it needs to be David Jr. 
There were probably several things that went wrong out there tonight. Which one bothered you the most? Well, I, d I just didn't think we were focused defensively. Um, we lacked urgency. Um, everything, we just, it was, we capitulated too easily in lots of situations. And when we got stops, you know, sometimes we had success scoring off our defense. That's how we made the run we did. You know, some of the guys on the bench that came in and gave us a boost, but it's uh, it's disappointing. Disappointing game. When you talked yesterday about wanting to get in the open floor a little bit more, and mm -hmm. it seemed like you weren't able to do that first half and most of the second, and then Emmanuel Moutier added some of that. How do you get it going early, and then again, what did you see from Moutier? Yeah, it's it's hard to get in the open floor when you're taking the ball out of the basket. Um, and, you know, that said, it wasn't, you know, just some, you, you can create openings, you know, if you're cutting hard and there's precision and you're strong with the ball. And uh, we, did, we just didn't, we didn't do those things. Um, and, you know, there's just not, not going to continue to get opportunities. Did you sense at all that run that you guys made right before they went on the seventh? Was that fool's gold at all to in your mind, or did you sense maybe things were getting better and then they when we went yeah. on our run? Yeah, and then and then they was it? Did you sense things were going in the right direction? I don't and think then it they was fool's apart? gold. We just gave ourselves such a there was just such a a deficit to overcome, and you know even when you have a run like that, um, you have to sustain it. Um, you know, when particularly just when you're down as much as we were, um, you can't afford to have, you know, any lapses. We put ourselves just our backs against the wall from from the beginning, really from the beginning of the game. Um, and again, it's, you know, I think it starts on the defensive end with, you know, having more resolve. Data. Coach, obviously both teams uh, didn't play a game for nine days or so. Any sense of rust, or did you sense this in practice that this kind of uh, effort might be put forward? You know, I, we had, a, you know, like any, any time you're off for a period of time, you know, we, we, we started off and, you know, wanted to play. And, you know, you're a little bit sloppy at times. We played out of it. And, you know, I thought I had a pretty good practice yesterday. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't think they, they, they were off too. And as much as anything, if you're, you know, if you don't have your rhythm or whatever the case may be, that's when you need to, you know, you dig in even more and, and uh, you know, make, make things work for yourself, you know, impose your will. Quinn, I imagine that as the game wore on, it became more disappointing to see mm -hmm. it just continue to fall off. What's your messaging to the guys as that's happening? I mean, is there anything that, Beyond frustration. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that it's more a question of, you know, we, we did respond. We just responded too late. And again, it's just you know, it's a question of, you know, opportunities and and you know, you don't get, especially at this point in the season, you don't continue to get them. And whether that's game to game or you know, within the context of one game, um, and if you know, we're not doing the things we need to do and. You know, particularly on the defensive end. You know, again, our offense didn't help our defense. I didn't think we, you know, played with urgency on either end of the court. 
How did it all go so wrong tonight? Uh, I mean, I think just, you know, miscommunication on it, on our end. Uh, you know, we just have breakdowns that, you know, we can control. And then I think just, you know, at times we just didn't play together. But, uh, you know, it's basketball. We, we'll make a run, come back, and then just kind of like turn it over on the offensive end, get easy baskets for them. A lot of we was talking about how successful the last two practices have been. Um, why do you think you guys weren't locked in or clicking tonight? Uh, I mean, we had our moments where we were, you know, locked in, you know, just moving the ball, playing defense, getting easy basket on offense in. Uh, and then, you know, we had our moments where we weren't. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, it's basketball, mm-hmm. game and run, so up and down game for us. What kind of stuff was Quinn saying to you guys at halftime? I mean, just basically, you know, it's on us to how we're going to come out uh, each time out, each break. Uh, you know, cut the lead down possession by possession. Uh, don't try to, you know, make it a home run play every time. Had a couple of runs in the game where you were able to get within, you know, in the fourth quarter you got within 10 in about four minutes. What was it that prevented you guys from breaking that wall down? Uh, I think just us turning the ball over. You know, uh, you know, we had shots that you know guys usually make wide open. We missed shots uh, that led to easy baskets for them, which uh, we can't give up. And then you know, just not being connected on defense, which you know, which when we had those leads and coming back breaking the lead, you know, we're great. You know, and you have another one tomorrow. Um, what is your mindset approaching that one? You a little more like extra momentum, knowing that. Hey, we got to come out and get this. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, try not to think about this one too much. Get ready for the next one. Uh, be ready to play. You know, what we got to do to come out from the jump. Quinn talked about how important it is to stay individually connected to everyone. How do you guys raise that? And you know, and not to put pressure on you, but you being the kind of the best defender on the team. Uh, I mean, starting me like you said, uh, but you know, everybody helping each other out. You know, whether it's myself or Joe on the ball or Donovan. Uh, you know helping them out, you know, on the defense end and Rudy helping us all out. We all just got to communicate better. Guys, that's Royce O'Neal. Let's go back to you. Hey, Brian. Um, Coach was talking about just, you know, the lack of urgency tonight from you guys. Uh, what do you think and what was the message? Um, he's right. You know, there was just no physicality, you know. Um, they just played like, you know, like they didn't have an all-star break, like they were ready to go and we didn't come ready to, to play from the jump, you know, and that's what happens. And we can't sit here and say, oh, we'll get them next game. You know, we can't afford to have these games and, you know, it's just tough. It eats away at you. But fortunately for us, we have another one tomorrow, a big one tomorrow, so we got to be ready for that. Where does that start, though, for you guys to come out and, and be ready and play like you know? Um, you know? It's just a mentality. You know, I think it just trickles on down. You know, I don't think any of us were, were as locked in as we needed to be, and, you know, that just can't happen. Did you sense that there was, there was a rust factor at all after such a long no, I mean, you know, we had two great practices, man. Like, we really got after it, really did what we were supposed to do, you know, and you expected to come out. We expected to come out here and, and do what we need to do, but, you know, we could practice as well as we want. We got to go out there and do it on the floor, and, you know, you know we just got to go out there and continue to fix it. Did the defensive issues feel like something different throughout the course of the night? Or was yeah, and then on top of that, not making shots, then it feels like, you know, a huge boulder is just, like, falling on top of you, you know. You know, we're... we're where there are games, you know, where we've won off playing bad defense and good offense, and we can't rely on that come this half of the season in playoffs. You know, we got to be able to be, you know, when the defense, when the offense is struggling, we got to even pick it up to a higher level. And we just, we didn't, we weren't there at all. I mean, we just got to pick it up, man. And uh, like I said, fortunately, we have another game tomorrow to kind of just get, get, get over it, and we have to focus on that.
there were miss a lot of open three pointers. Did you, since there were other offensive issues besides uh, just yeah, I mean, there was a point in time I think we had 17 assists on 22 made field goals. Like you know, we're moving the ball, doing, we're getting good looks. You know, we missed a few bunnies like right there. Like you know, I think the biggest thing is you know just continuing to play defense. You know, it's it's tough when you know obviously the shots aren't falling. Spots shots you expect to go in. Like I said, we had two great practices. We're removing the ball and things were going well. And I think we did that. You know, but I don't think any focus should be on the offense at all. I don't think you know we did anything wrong offensively. We just got to be able to compete a little bit more on the defensive end. There were previous seasons where there was such a demand. You guys had to play such great defense all the time. Without that demand being there, how do you guys replicate? We have to. Like that can't be an option. You know, we can't be without that demand. You know, we have to play as if that that, that is the case. You know, and like I said, we just got to take it. They look in the mirror and be like, "Look, we got to pick it up." You know, and like I said, it's not on just one person. We got to all pick it up as a collective group. And it's fortunate that we play tomorrow, so we we can't we can't kind of let this we can't let this one sit. We got to go out there and be ready for uh, Houston. Just talking to Mike yesterday, he mentioned kind of that you can sense the importance and things change after the All Star break. Does that make maybe the loss sting a little bit more? Yeah. Like there's no second. I, like I said, you know, we had we had great uh, two great practices, man. We went out there and competed. Guys were talking, you know, moving the ball, being aggressive on defense, doing what we needed to do. Um, so when you come out there and you, you play it the way we played, it's kind of like, man, like you know, where was that at? You know, where was that effort at? But. You know, you know, we can't sit here and say, oh, you know, damn, this loss, this sucks. It does, but you know, we got a big game. In the, I don't know if they're in our division or not, but we got a big game. You know, I think seating wise, or standing wise, excuse me, uh, tomorrow we got to be ready for that. Any theories as to why that? On that's why that practice effort didn't translate. No, um, I think some. The, I hate to say it, but there's sometimes we just we just didn't bring it, you know. And I think that's a case where you just can't have that, you know. And I think tonight, as a collective group, we weren't all on the same page, you know. You look at uh, the time where Dejounte stole the ball from me, like little things like that. Um, there are times, you know, where we kind of get mismatched and transition, don't say anything to each other. There's little things we can fix, you know. It wasn't anything like that. It's just stuff that we can control, and I think that's that's what makes it hurt more. But like I said, we got one tomorrow, so we gotta be ready. Did that the, the the little kid? I saw you lean yeah. over and, and say something to him. Was that just kind of impromptu? I, you I was really impressed with how he like carried himself in, in the video, man, and just you know just being so you know. Because if I was a kid out there, I'd be nervous, you know. So he just looked, you know, like he was happy to be there. I talked to him before the game, so it was just you know it was great that they honored him. And he, I just want to you know get skin in his ear and say, man, that was really incredible. You know, shouts out to him. I, I unfortunately I didn't get his name, but you know I think that was that was a pretty special moment for him for sure. Thank you. That's Donovan Mitchell. Let's go back to you. I just think they were way too comfortable. You know, uh, everything they did was free, free of movement. Uh, they were having fun, you know, doing whatever they wanted to do. And, uh, you know, and I felt like when we... When we were playing better, when we were taking care of the ball offensively and moving it, it was a little harder for, for them to, you know, to get it going. But it starts for defense. You know, it's on us being more physical, uh, come out come out with a with an edge. You know, like we we used to have, and then we, we lose it and then we get it back. But we, if you want to be a if you want to be a champion, if you want to be one of the best teams in the league. We gotta, it's got to be who we are, and we're going to come out every night with that chip on our shoulder. Every night, no matter who we play, we got to come out with, a, with something to prove. You know, and that's what teams are doing to us, you know, and, and they're having fun. I mean, they don't, they don't really respect us. You know, they come out, they, they push us around, they deny us, we don't react, uh, take us out of what we want to do. And, uh, and then offensively, they're just playing free. I mean, the, the, 
Jean-Tu Murray, all these guys, they're playing like, it's like they get, get out of the cage, you know, they can do whatever they want because it's easy, you know, they just, just allow them to, you know, they, they couldn't get nothing on the rim, but they, they could get everything that they could on the perimeter, so it's, it's on us to, you know, try to figure out what we can do as a team to make the guys try to, like rush them and try to make them go to the rim and, and see what happens. This when isn't the that. first time this year we've had this conversation about maybe the effort not being in there or maybe the, the focus. Why is it more maybe this year than, than in years past? Uh, I think guys want to win, you know, but I think we don't, maybe sometimes we don't put it in the right place. We don't put a focus in the right place. And we, when we come out like dogs every night with that mindset and when we play for one another, that's the two things that is going to help us take the next step. I think we took it, but we, we're still not consistent enough yet. And uh, it's it's nothing alarming, you know. It's just on us to keep taking the next step, and I think that's where we that's where we need to be, you know, on us to come out with the mindset of killers and don't give them anything. Don't let don't give them don't let them get, get confidence early in the game and let the Jontemarie like. You know, hit some threes or like try to get to the rim and don't let him just dribble around and feeling good and laughing and you know and and then it's you know and then all the guys get going. Brian Fall start the game. We know he's a three point shooter. He start the game. He hit three threes wide open. You know and those things we gotta take it away. I mean, those guys they get confidence and and then it's it's hard on us because they got it going. Then we pick it up. So then we get mad. We down twenty. We start getting more physical, but then they, they're feeling it. So every shot is, is easier for them. So it's good that you have a game tomorrow. Does this kind of give you a little more yeah. motivation? I'm motivated. That's great. No, it's, uh, I mean, I'm not worried at all. You know, we got guys that, like I said, we competitors. We want to win. We have a lot of pride. So we, we're going to come out tomorrow, I think, with, uh, from, the, from the jump, you know, with a different mindset. and. Whether we win or we lose, you know, we got to have the mindset every game and not just wait until we get punched in the face. To, you know, to get that mindset, it's got to be who we are. And even if we feel like we, we're, like we're, great, we're looking good in the rankings and all that, like we, wanna, we want more than that. And we know that we have a target on our back, so we have to, you know, use that as a motivation to come out every single night with, a, with an edge. You know, and we got a lot of guys that can contribute and a lot of guys that can, you know, help us win. And if we have that mindset as a team, I think we're going to be in position to win every night. When that's going on, like tonight, and you are getting punched, when you guys get together, what are those conversations like in the huddles and from you, too, knowing mm-hmm. that you know, you're one of the leaders? I mean, we just said to pick it up, you know, pick it up, try to help each other out, communicate better, uh, uh, be more aggressive. Just you know, all the little things that we think we can help. But I think uh, you know, when it's just the way we start the game. I think uh, when when teams feel like it's gonna be, you know, the human beings. Like they, when they when you go somewhere and you feel like you know it's gonna be an easy night for you, then everything's a little easier. And NBA players, no matter who you play, like these guys know how to play. I mean, they might not be in a playoff right now, but they're still. Uh, a very good, very good organization. They have a lot of talent, and all these guys want to kick our ass to to show that you know they can k- kick the ass of a of a playoff team and of a good team. Guys, that is Rudy Gobert. Let's go back to you. 
There you go. Jazz players and Quinn Snyder following the game last night. Jake, um, yeah, not a good night for the Jazz, and hopefully they can recover tonight. A night where they got a little help from the Oklahoma City Thunder, who yep. beat the Denver Nuggets. Then all of a sudden the Jazz, if they got to win tonight because they'll then have the same record as the Houston Rockets if Houston gets the victory. So, Yeah, and they it was some pretty pointed comments yeah. from all involved. I, Quinn Snyder starts out, we earned what we got what we earned tonight. I think that was I think that set the tone for everything we just heard. Yep, and uh, we'll get into this game tonight a little bit later on in the show. Real quick before a break, uh, Ian Rappaport okay. reporting, Jake. Uh, wide receivers coach and assistant head coach Carl Durrell is indeed getting the head coach of University of Colorado. Uh, okay, Buffaloes, I don't think that is a very inspiring hire, but you do you. Yep, and uh, so we'll see. The Pac-12 happens. is fine. There's nothing wrong with nothing, the Pac-12. Nothing to Everything's see here. good when yeah. you're hiring wide receiver coaches Woo, who yay! couldn't win more than seven games at UCLA. <laughs> yep. And he's been in the NFL for the better part of a decade at this point, if not, if I'm not mistaken. Nothing. I'm pretty sure I was still playing the last time he coached. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> nothing nothing wrong with that. All right. Well, congratulations to Carl for getting a head coaching job. Yeah, congrats to him. But yeah. I just that for all the other guys that were rumored to be in the mix for that, that seems like a very strange hire. All right. Coming up on the other side, Jake Toulson sat down with Patrick Kinahan in a great interview. Uh, I even texted PK about it. I said, great job on that interview. We'll let you hear that next as BYU takes on Gonzaga tonight down there at the Marriott Center. That's all coming up here on the Zone Sports Network. Welcome back to the Saturday show here on the Zone Sports Network. And in the break, I think this is a good call on Johnny's part. If, if you get the reference we're about to refer to, because we've got uh, the XFL on the TVs here at the studio, and we're watching the Tampa Bay Vipers take on the Houston Roughnecks. It's exciting stuff, Jake. It's actually one of the better games in the XFL's short history so yes. far. 34-27 game uh, midway through the fourth quarter. But Johnny brought up the point, I'm playing this song for one specific reason, and that would be because of the great movie, Dodgeball. I love Dodgeball. One of my favorites. I haven't seen it in a while, and I assume it still holds up pretty well. But it's Ben Stiller is yeah. so funny in that movie, and uh, maybe one of his best roles. No one makes me bleed my own blood. Michelle. <laughs> uh, but I love that movie. Good times. All right, we're going to get to a conversation here that Patrick Kinahan had with Jake Toulson. Obviously, BYU takes on Gonzaga tonight at the Marriott Center, 8 o'clock Mountain Time on ESPN2. Um, I'm going to go down and cover that game for the station. Excited to see how the Cougars do in that game. But uh, PK caught up with Jake Toulson earlier this week to talk about senior night and quite the career that Toulson has had for himself. He's played at two different universities. He was a player of the year a year ago in the WAC for Utah Valley University. He's played at one university twice. Yeah, he started at BYU, transferred to UVU, is now transferred back yeah. as a graduate transfer. And he talked a lot about that, what it's meant to him to kind of come make it back to BYU and kind of have the season that BYU's having at this point. So here you go. Uh, Patrick Kinahan with Jake Toulson right here on the Zone Sports Network. Here we are coming down to the end of the regular season you've had a real interesting college career to say the least and, and you know you still have a lot of games to play so I'm not saying that the season's over but you know you're coming down a couple of games left in the Marriott Center how do you reflect upon uh, your college career man it's been it's been a journey it's been uh, a lot of ups a lot of downs um, but there's been a lot of growth a lot of uh, a lot of learning 
and and I'm just happy that I'm here and I'm you know finishing out uh, my career where I started it and on a great team that uh, um, that has a chance to do something. So yeah. I can't I can't uh, ask for anything more. So you speak a lot of ups and downs, and you know the downs are chronicled to an extent. I think uh, if you follow a basketball program up here or UVU, you, you know your story, you probably know a little bit about it. How did you persevere through the downs? I think um, I just I just knew that I, I wanted to to I wanted more, and I, I wanted to to make something out of it, and I didn't want to give up. I didn't want to give in. Um, you know, a lot of people were telling me what what it was going to be like, and what you know what was going to happen for me, and I I didn't want to listen to that. I wanted to kind of write my own story and and even though I was on a crooked path that you know wasn't very conventional and you don't see a lot of people doing I wanted to um put everything I had into it and and it's taken me um to where I am today did you have to lean on anybody or people yeah absolutely um I think uh my wife deserves all the credit Sarah um I tell this story you know when we got married it was after I had left BYU and and I told her, I don't know if I want to play basketball anymore. Like, I don't know um, if if that's something that that I should be doing. I don't know if it's for me. I don't know even if I wanted to where I would do it. And and she she really just, uh, you know, wanted me to – she knew how much I loved it. She knew that we would get through it together and that she wanted me to just keep fighting. And uh, that's what I did. And – I think my parents deserve a ton of credit too, just being there for me and supporting me um, through this journey. And it's been fun um, because a lot of the lows were experienced together, but the highs too. So we've we've been on this journey together, and we've been able to to grow together. And, and it's been it's been a lot of fun. Was there tough love involved anywhere at any point? Uh, no, I think I think. Um, from those those people that I had mentioned, it was just they wanted what was best for me. And I wouldn't say maybe tough love, but they they believed um, that this is what you know I was meant to do. And maybe when I didn't believe it, yeah, they, they helped say, me believe it. Was it wasn't like an ultimatum or, right. or threats or any of that type of tough love. It was more like strong love. Mm-hmm. Like they they really you know knew that. This was gonna, um, you know, this is what I was supposed to be doing. So maybe can we say as a point, whatever that might be, whenever that was, that they might believe in you a little bit more than you believe in yourself at that at a particular time. I think at times, yeah, for sure, they definitely carried me through um, some of those hard times in my life. So now, obviously, you guys have put together a, fina- a phenomenal season, not done yet, and still have a lot, to, a lot to go, a lot to prove. So I don't want to put a capsule on it, but to this point. How rewarding has it been knowing of the prior struggles? Yeah, I think it's been it's been well uh, the best year of my life, uh, my basketball career. Um, I think being a part of this team um, has has been so fun for me because I love my teammates and I love this coaching staff and the way BYU has welcomed me back is something that I never thought um, you know would be possible. And, you know, I was a little nervous to come back and didn't know what to expect and didn't know, you know, what what, what, uh, what it was going to be like, you know, having left on kind of weird terms yeah. earlier in my career. But the reception has been amazing and they made me feel right at home. And um, 
think this year has has definitely been special and uh, like you said we, we were just getting started sometimes when you know I've interviewed people and they go through struggles and they look back and reflect they say that you know I probably had to go through that to get where I'm at you feel like that absolutely I think I was I, I wouldn't be in this position today if, if it weren't for the uh, for the adversity that I have faced I think a lot of people have have this you know they try to avoid adversity and try to remain comfortable because it's hard nobody wants to you know do hard things like nobody wants to choose to do that at least but I think once I started to embrace it and once I started to accept it then it's really become a strength for me like my back's been against the wall I know what it's like I know when people don't believe in me I know what it's like to be told that you'll never do anything (laughs) guess what I I I made something happen and, and that's that's strength for me. I know that you know that that I'll always be um, able to, to have that with me and then, and then when the next thing happens that's really hard and then, I mean there's been hard things this year. I know that I'm I'm built to, to get through things and because because I've done it in the past, I've had my back against the wall that I know how to get through it mm-hmm. because I've done it before. So So in the world of social media when guys get out to transfer or even out of high school, the recruiting becomes so much more public than it was, say, when you were coming out of high school down in the Phoenix area. So my point is, when we hear that you were possibly going to leave UVU, you start hearing all these schools that are after Jake Toulson, and you're like, oh my gosh, it's practically everybody but the NBA. Mm-hmm. It seemed like you had so many options, so it leads me to the obvious. Why BYU then? I think... Um because of the relationship that I have with Coach Pope and Coach Fieger and even Burge, um, just the trust that, that we've been able to to establish over the years. Um, I've been with Coach Pope and Coach Fieger my, pretty much my whole career because they were here when I came as a freshman. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of those hard times that we've talked about were with Coach Pope and Coach Fieger. And, and they were there, uh, you know, there for me. And so I think I, I, I just wanted to, to finish this thing with the people that I've been through it with. And, and I wanted to, it just seemed right to, to be able to, to, you know, give this thing a shot this year, mm-hmm. our best shot um, with the, the people that I've experienced, uh, you know, so much good and so much um, hard times that I wanted to, to finish it with those guys. So, with that in mind, you know, you were coming in not to basically be a secondary player, but to have a fairly significant role. So, you had to have had some type of buy-in from your teammates, right? Because if you just come in and they don't accept you, there might have been some issues. So, how was that relationship reintegrating or integrating yourself with the guys as opposed to the coaches? Yeah, um, I, I, I can't even I can't even begin to, to talk about how special this group is and how much uh, we love each other and, and how much we've really bought into to what coaches is uh, you know teaching us and um, they open they opened their arms to me and, and they wanted me to, to be me and, and gave me a voice and um, I've been able to have an impact on this team just like they have on me but um, I think what makes this group special is that we've all kind of had our own individual journeys and we've all been through some adversity and and now it's our time to 
to really buy in and, and give it our best chance to win. And that's all that matters to us right now is winning. So I've been hearing a lot about you, you know, being the three-point shooter. But as I watch your game, you know, you're certainly more than just uh, a standalone catch-and-shoot game. Uh, how much has that developed over the years to you be able to get down low and do your stuff down there too in addition to stepping outside? Yeah, I think... Don't let, him let me tear it up to this side. <laughs> okay. I think uh, I think that it's 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 taken time, um, and and over the years I've been able to, to develop confidence. I think I've always believed in myself and in my game and knew what I was capable of. It just kind of took um, it kind of took some time to to be able to go out there and do it. Um, uh, and I think. Uh, Coach Pope and Coach Fieger have really helped me learn a lot about the game and specifically my own game and, and what it means and what it's trying to tell me and uh, how to be how to be really efficient and how to to impact winning and and that's what really what I try to do is just in any way I can um, help the team win and that's that's what I'm about but it's 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 been a journey for sure. Senior night uh, when you walk out on that floor and they call out your name and you know you're gonna have your wife I assume your parents and all how emotional is that gonna be? Yeah, I, I've you know I've thought about it a little bit. It's gonna you know I don't know what it'll be like in the moment, but I'm, I'm expecting it to be pretty emotional. Um, just you know reflecting on the journey and, yeah. and how far I've come and and you know where I'm at today. And so you know the last time um, uh, putting on putting on the uniform with the guys here in the Marriott Center, uh, I think. It'll be, it'll be emotional, but it'll also be a great night and one that we'll remember forever. Well, thank you, and good luck the rest of the way. Appreciate it, man. There you go. Jake Toulson, BYU player. Tonight, senior night at the Marriott Centers. They take on Gonzaga. Should be a fun one. Yeah. We're going to do a little bit of that later on in the show. Um, if you miss any of the show, you can find it on 1280thezone.com. Also, follow me on Twitter at APLizer and at Jacob C. Hatch. We love all our listeners, Jake. We do. If you're listening in Salt Lake or if you're listening in Chicago, we love you. And uh, hey, if you're listening in Singapore, right? You know. Yeah, you've got a listener in Singapore. Actually, Philippines, but close. Well, enough. either way, but uh, yeah, we've got listeners all over the world, and we appreciate you every week joining in. If you like it, please subscribe. Yeah. Uh, coming up on the other side, it is time for five minutes of soccer. We'll get into RSL as they. Be- Get prepared for the opening of the season in a month or so, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Jermaine Jones. Oh, the season? Yeah. Opens next week. It opens in a, in this month, within this month, <laughs> is what I meant. And then uh, Jermaine Jones had some interesting thoughts about the U.S. national team. We'll get to that yeah. later as well. That's all coming up next here on the Saturday Show. Whether you're stuck at the mall, in the yard, or making a quick trip to the home improvement store, we've got your back. It's gonna be May. This is the Saturday Show with Adrian Lizer and Jake Hatch on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Saturday show here on the Zone Sports Network. It's time for five minutes of soccer to wrap up the two o'clock hour. Jake, RSL season is upon us. What can you tell us about their preseason action down in uh, Houston? Was it? Been in Arizona. Arizona is what I said. It's okay. 
And uh, what can you tell us about what RSL has? So they've played two preseason matches this week as part of the Visit Tucson Cup. That's a really random name I've decided. The Visit Tucson Cup. Yeah, I know. doesn't really roll off the tongue. I'm sure it's probably the Tucson Visitor Authority <laughs> right. that's sponsoring yeah, it. But hey, it is what it is. Uh, earlier on in the week, RSL and Sporting Kansas City played to a nil-nil draw. And then in their second preseason match, was 0-0 at halftime against uh, Houston Dynamo. So your Houston That's what I was off. thinking of. Clearly, and I've been paying attention. The Dynamo just carved RSL open in the second half on their way to a 4-0 victory. and they'll So RSL wraps up play today against Phoenix Rising FC, a USL club, in their final preseason match. And then a week from today, RSL is in Orlando taking on Orlando City in their season opener, and they're back home the following week for their home opener against the New York Red Bulls. All right. So there you go. Look at how good do you feel they're going to be this season? Uh, remains to be determined. I think they got some talent there, but they sold pretty much every wing player it felt like they had on the roster, not named Corey, Corey Baird. So I, I we're going to find out. I, I feel like they're pretty talented in their starting 11, Adrian, mm-hmm. but this is a long season, 34 matches. You need depth, and I'm afraid they may have thinned it out a bit too much, and they're relying on some uh, academy products All to right. fill that depth. Well, I guess we'll see. We'll see, yeah. I did see that arena or the... Stadium this morning, what out there oh, in yeah. Harriman? Yeah, you pass right by it. Yeah, you did so. Uh, Jake Jermaine Jones went all in on uh, U.S. soccer yeah, in bit. his uh, Sports Illustrated piece. Here's just uh, the big lead pulled off, pulled out a couple of quotes from him, and he does this thing where he says, "With all due respect," <laughs> as he just hurts you with words. It's like when you if you've you're read- talking about the the. Susie from everybody should go read this story by by, by Grant yeah. Wall because Grant Wall actually acknowledges he's like here you go he's about to go off here and it's pretty funny yeah and uh, it's like when you say oh she's you know bless her heart but he's an idiot something like that but this is the same thing on Bruce Arena Jake mm-hmm. said quote Bruce Arena with all due respect is the worst coach I ever had in my whole career the worst <laughs> and he's like the number one American coach. Agree or disagree? Bruce Arena has not had a lot of success with this. Well, he had uh, his first run with the U.S. Men's National Team was pretty good. The second run, not good at all. More, he said, with a quote, with all due respect, Jake, mm-hmm. how can you go from Bob Bradley to and Jurgen Klinsman to Bruce Arena? Like, what are you doing? He's going in on Bruce Arena, yes. that's for sure. Uh, when he was talking about Tim Ream, said, quote, Tim Ream is not a national team captain, with all due respect. He's a nice man, but not a captain. Not a national team captain. Tim Ream was like captain for all of like one match. Right. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Here's that. Finally, on the way, national team players are selected. Quote, and with all due respect, there are some players, they play national team now, they're not national team players with all due respect. (laughs) This is why we struggle, but nobody says that it's because it will hurt MLS because MLS is saying, wait a minute. If he helps me, them out and he brings a guy in who's an MLS player, after a couple of times playing on the national team, he's not a national team player. Now we can set a, sell it. I don't know what any of this means, but anyway, <laughs> he went after a little bit of that. Yeah. Jermaine Jones is one opinionated guy. He had a great career, there's no doubt about it. Uh, played very well for the U.S. men's national team. Had one of the more famous goals in World Cup action for the United States. But man... He is he, he he wants to be get into coaching. That's what kind of the main part of what this if you read this story, he wants to yeah. get into coaching. But man, is he opinionated. I wonder how it'll affect his chances of getting into coaching here in the Well, States. with all due respect, Jermaine, <laughs> maybe not do this. Cool your jets. Yes, a little bit. All right, coming up on the other side, uh, Jake, we're gonna talk more about BYU taking on Gonzaga as, as uh 
you had a nice guest on DJ and PK. Yeah, Travis Hansen, obviously. Um, a lot of people remember him playing for BYU in the late 90s, early 2000s. Bright blonde hair. A lot of people like to call him Slim Shady, uh, reference to Eminem. But a guy who has accomplished a lot in basketball, both in co- college and in the pro ranks. Had some great thoughts on the BYU basketball programs to get ready for this game against Gonzaga. You'll hear that next right here on the Zone Sports Network.